Mama. I don't have Terry. He don't have Mama. Knock the TV. Pizza. Mama. 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 Just want to say the Bat Squatch has become my new favorite podcast. Toth, keep it up, man. You're awesome. Your stories are awesome. Your knowledge is awesome, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bat Squatch podcast. It's just another day in the Great Reset. <laughs> it's just another day in the not so great reset right the great reset doesn't seem to be going too well for the Illuminati (laughs) so just recently I don't know if you guys saw this but the Pentagon or the government US government recently said that there's a a gigantic mothership just outside the sun in our universe, right? <clears throat> and that's a fact. <clears throat> why <clears throat> why do you think the the government has said that there's a a giant mothership just outside the sun in our solar system. <laughs> I think it's pretty I think it's pretty obvious that they've lost control of the narrative as far as UFOs are concerned. <clears throat> but it seems it seemed to go unnoticed by mainstream society. The government has said that there's a giant UFO in our solar system and nobody even noticed. You know what I mean? It's pretty crazy. There's been a lot of UFO sightings lately. The closer, well, the longer we are in the age of Aquarius, the more UFO sightings there's going to be. You're going to see more and more UFOs, more and more um, kind of paranormal type stuff. You're going to see the curtain come down or or the, the veil, the spiritual veil, you know. You're going to see that bleed through more and more. The the farther we get into the age of Aquarius. So, it's going to be pretty cool. You're going to see the... You're going to see the fourth world of the Hopi prophecy come true. And all this sort of stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. So, just, just keep that in mind. So there was recently a UFO sighting in Idaho. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but somebody got a photograph, I think it was, of a kind of like a black cigar-shaped UFO. It was a pretty good good photo, so check that out. 
Um, <clears throat> there was a UFO in Oregon recently. It was like a circular white UFO. And it, it literally splits in two. And then it forms back again. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Check that one out. There was a UFO that flew past a volcano in Guatemala. Um, <clears throat> there was a circular gray UFO spotted in Canada. That one's a pretty good picture. Uh, there was a disc-shaped UFO spotted over Arizona recently. Check that one out. And then there was like a a uh, a fleet of UFOs, of circular UFOs, um, kind of like white circular shape, um, in uh, just recently spotted over Florida. There is also a another Tic Tac UFO, a white one this time, and. Uh, that was seen, that was photographed flying over California. There was a oval-shaped UFO that was photographed over South Australia recently. That's a pretty good one. Check that, check that one out. Then there was a um, circular black UFO that flew past a a jet fighter in Texas. And that's a pretty cool one. Um, I think they were able to get a photograph of that one as well. So check that out. It's pretty cool. There's been a lot of UFO sightings and a lot of good photos of these UFOs. But you're going to see more and more of the UFOs because the veil and or the curtains getting thinner and thinner. And the fourth dimension is bleeding into the third dimension. And, <clears throat> and eventually it's going to merge. And you're going to start seeing more and more UFOs and UFOs everywhere. <clears throat> it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, the, the Illuminati are losing. Um their plans aren't going to work we're in the age of Aquarius um, we have thousands of our human alien uh, civilizations are here to help us <clears throat> to raise consciousness into the fifth dimension that's what that's why uh, people have anxiety because when you rise up in consciousness it creates anxiety mostly that's the cause <clears throat> but they're here to help uh, they're here to uh, make sure this this planet gets help Mother Earth gets help to bring herself up into the fifth dimension because remember she's the one who asked for help she asked the Creator for help, and the Creator sent all 
uh, the creator sent itself in into human bodies and that's what you are and it also sent uh, human aliens back here to help because some of them have karma because they came here and colonized for a while you know hundreds of thousands of years ago and then left and left this place in a mess you know and uh, left the humans in a mess and uh, they have karma attached to that and they have to come back and fix it <clears throat> but uh, there are a lot of underground uh, uh, human alien bases all, all over the world and most of the negative aliens have been kicked out of this kicked off this planet and or just killed you know assassinated <clears throat> The Illuminati are going to lose. Um, they're not going to be able to implement their plans. Even with the technology they have, they are still going to lose. Because remember, um, we are living in the past. You incarnated to live in the past, to be in the beginning of the Age of Aquarius. <clears throat> so, in the future, there is no Illuminati, there is no Democrats or Republicans. All that stuff goes away. And we have a uh, enlightened society that travels through space and time and everything like that. It's really cool. And you can see all that for yourself um, by doing out-of-body meditation. It's really simple, it's really easy. So, but yeah, you're going to see a lot more UFOs and a lot more of, uh, <clears throat> a lot more Bigfoot sightings, <laughs> Loch Ness Monster type stuff, uh, Dogman, you know, a lot more creature sightings, um, as the veil gets thinner and thinner, more paranormal type stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, but it's not anything to be afraid of. Just live your life. You know, just don't uh, don't give in to fear. Because there really isn't anything to fear. Everything works out for the, for the best. And everything's the way it's supposed to be. And this society, a money-based society won't last. In the future, there is no money. We don't use money in the future. Um, everything is a lot different. A lot different technology. A lot different type of... A way different type of society. It's much better. So just, just hang in there. It's not... You have to have a few bumps along the way. You know... Um, uh, to get to that type of uh, society, there's there's going to be chaos along the way, but that's just the way it works. Uh, it's not going to be that bad, so don't don't worry about it. <clears throat> All right, let's get into some crazy creatures. Ah. <laughs> uh, 
Did you guys ever have dreams about spiders and stuff like that? You ever dream that there's like a lot of spiders around and stuff like that? I don't really have those type of dreams very much. Um, every once in a while I'll have like a spider dream, you know. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. <clears throat> but <clears throat> there have been uh, reports of giant spiders across the, well, across the world. Um, <clears throat> there was a report of a of a giant spider. I think it was back in 1890 in the Congo, I think it was. Um, I think they called that spider um, <clears throat> Jabba, <clears throat> what was it, Jabba Fodi? Jabba Fodi? I think that's what it was called back in 1890. <clears throat> um, it was spotted by a missionary at Lake, ne what was that called, Nyasa, in the Congo. The missionary was Arthur Simmies, I think. And he saw this, like, giant spider that was five feet in diameter, you know, five feet in length. It was like... It was tangled in like a giant web. I think he actually saw two of them. Yeah, that's right. He saw two of them in that in that web. They were each of them were five feet. Um, one of them attacked him, and actually bit the guy. And he shot one of them, um, and escaped. <laughs> so this five foot in length spider bites this guy this missionary guy in the congo it climbs down from this its web and bites this guy and then he shoots one of them i don't think he killed it <clears throat> then afterwards he ha he starts having a fever you know he has chills he starts sweating on, and the bitten air, or the bitten area starts to swell, you know, and eventually he died from that spider bite, you know, and he said it was a giant spider that bit him, you know, in Lake Nyasa in the Congo. <clears throat> he even described it, he said it was brown and, and purple. Isn't that weird? Like a brown and purple color for a spider. <laughs> That's crazy. <clears throat> then there was another sighting of um, of a giant spider in uh, nineteen thirty eight. Um, there was this couple. Uh, I think the guy's name was Lloyd R. Lloyd R. R. K. Lloyd. I think yeah. Him and his wife were dr were driving in a car, and they saw this giant creature crossing the road. 
and they got closer and it was a spider that was about five feet in length another giant spider <clears throat> and it, it was literally like crossing the road they had to stop their car it was so huge you know and they saw the spider eating antelopes um, like an antelope carcass and uh, and it ate some birds they said it had white legs and the legs were kind of shaped like a peanut and then it, and then they they also saw that it had eggs nearby the road in like clusters so it was literally laying eggs near the road which is crazy <laughs> you know what i mean it's insane <clears throat> um but yeah that was recorded that's documented so and just recently you know in mozambique some people saw these same spiders uh, through night vision. I think it was in 2013. They saw these spiders, same type of spiders, same same length and, and diameter, five feet in length through night vision, and they actually got it on video because they had the they had the night vision. Um, uh, the night vision that can rec that, re that records the, the night vision goggles that record so they actually got um, uh, these spiders on video through night vision goggles so that's really cool and you can see that video online if you just um, type in Mozambique giant spiders video you can watch the video it's really cool so check that out and they call this spider in Africa the Jabba Fodi I think that's how you pronounce it <clears throat> but it's been there for millions of years you know what I mean <laughs> it's crazy but these things exist you know these type of spiders exist you know Sometimes you'll see them driving down the road, and sometimes you'll see them deep in the jungle, you know. But they're real, and just don't let one of them bite you, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's crazy stuff, but it's real. Oh, man, there's a lot of crazy stuff, you know, um... In 1959, there was a Belgian uh, colonel in the Belgian Air Force. He was flying in a helicopter in Africa, I think it was. Katanga, Africa. Katanga, Africa, I think is where it was at. He was flying in a helicopter. And um, as he was flying, he saw um, what he thought was a 50-foot snake in the Congo. 
Yeah, the, the Katanga area of the Congo is where he was at. And he sees this giant 50-foot snake. And he said it had like a kind of like a triangle head. It was like dark green and brown. About three feet in width. <clears throat> kind of like a... Kind of had like a white... Um, white a white underbelly. <clears throat> so he sees this giant snake and... Uh, from the helicopter, and he's like, what the hell is that thing? You know, he's like, holy shit. So he has the helicopter make a second pass, right? And as he's going, going by again, the snake rears up about, I think it was about 10 feet off the ground. And it tried to actually strike the helicopter, or or bite the helicopter. And he couldn't believe what he was seeing. You know what I mean? I mean, this thing is 50 feet long. And he has no idea what the hell is going on, you know? I mean, that's huge. That's a, that's like, that's like prehistoric size, you know what I mean? 50 feet. Can you imagine seeing a, <laughs> seeing a 50 foot long snake anywhere? You know what I mean? I mean, that is just, just so crazy. Um... The thing is, is though, is that he documented all this because he's a he's a colonel. He's a colonel in the Belgian Air Force, and he documents all this stuff, you know. And you know, a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence for UFOs comes from uh, aviation records. There are thousands of aviation records documenting uh, UFO sightings in, in the military. In the U.S. military and all over the world. And that's a good source of evidence for UFOs. And here you have um, documented evidence of a gigantic 50-foot-long uh, uh, snake that's three feet wide that tried to attack a helicopter. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing that, being in the helicopter? As the snake rises up off the ground, 10 feet, this giant snake, and starts bite, trying to bite or attack the helicopter. Can you imagine seeing that? Oh, that would be so crazy. It's just a, an incredible sight, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's just... It's amazing, you know, that the, these creatures still exist. 
but um, um, <clears throat> can't remember the guy's name. Lear, I think it was Lierde, Lierde, Colonel Lierde. But he documented all of this and wrote it all down in his report and everything. It's all documented. Aviation records and everything. And it literally tried to tried to to bite the helicopter. It's crazy stuff. But he he's he wrote he documented it all, the the color of the snake, you know, the white underbelly of the snake, even the head had like a triangle shape, so and he said it was 50 feet in length. So it's pretty crazy. But you, can you, I, I couldn't have, I mean, can you imagine seeing that on the ground? You know, he saw it from the air. But can you imagine seeing it on the ground, though? It's three feet wide, you know? I mean, that's, um, that's just an, a crazy thing, you know? <laughs> You'd have to have a good machete or a good samurai sword, I guess, to fight it, you know. Or or like a machine gun with a grenade launcher, you know. <laughs> it's crazy, but it happened, and it's documented, so check that out. 50-foot uh, snake in the Congo. Yeah, check that out. It's pretty wild. Really crazy stuff. <clears throat> There's been a lot of um, <clears throat> documented sightings of snakes um, in Africa. You know, I mean, especially like giant snakes. I think it's because a lot of them are kind of... Uh, kind of live underground you know maybe some of them are prehistoric they're still alive you know what I mean but there was a sighting in <clears throat> there was a sighting I think it was in 1942 um, it was um, I think we I think it was a farmer a farmer in Africa, um, Karas, Karas region of Africa. Um, the guy was like a, <laughs> the guy was like a sheep farmer. And he saw this giant snake kind of like jump and fly. I mean, the snake flew like, like it was like Superman type of thing, you know. It jumped off the ground and started flying down the hill uh, towards his sheep and tried to eat his his sheep, you know, on his farm. You know, <laughs> can you can you imagine that that as the start of your day? You know, seeing a giant uh, fucking snake flying down the hill trying to take a bite out of one of your sheep that you're trying to herd, you know? Can you imagine seeing that? <laughs> it's crazy. 
But he reported it, you know. He said it, the thing literally flew down the hill and tried to eat one of his sheep, you know. It's it's wild stuff, you know. But they've been reporting um, flying uh, flying snakes for thousands of years, you know. And that's another opportunity, you know, to have your samurai sword. Yeah, you know, when a flying snake comes at you, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, just slice it in half, you know. You know, no, no matter how big it is, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was in 1942. <clears throat> now, there was another sighting. I think it was in 1950, somewhere, yeah, 1950. Um, I think this one was on a farm as well. Now, now let's go back for a second. Now, the one, the one thing, the one thing in the in the 1942, in the 1942 sighting which was weird was the farmer reported um, like a black substance all over the ground where the snake had 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 flown and landed by his sheep he he reported seeing a, a, this us black type of substance all over the ground which was weird you know um, he, he said it was kind of like a black soot type of, type of thing. So it was kind of like a, not like a powder, but kind of liquidy type of thing, type of substance, kind of like tar, but not, but not, it wasn't said it wasn't tar. It was kind of like a soot, you know, this black substance all over the ground where the snake had flown and, and landed and that that was in 1942 when he reported that which was crazy which makes it even crazier right <laughs> um so then again in in 1950 on a on another farm i think this was in the same basic area but a different kind of village town different farm area called what was it called? Goa, Goa Geb? I think that's what it was called. Goa Geb. Um, seven, seven sheep were killed by a fly, a giant flying snake at this farm in 1950. And uh, the same thing happened, or the same thing was reported by this farmer. He said that there was a black um, substance all over the ground, you know, after he found, uh, after he saw the this, this snake fly through the air <laughs> and kill um, seven of his sheep, he found a black substance all over the ground, just like in the, the previous re uh, sighting 
1942. This kind of black uh, soot um, type of uh, substance all over the ground. And, uh, and he documented it all and reported it, you know, and the authorities saw the black substance on the ground everywhere you know i mean and then this this snake this flying snake <clears throat> you know it killed um seven of his sheep this one actually this snake actually got close and and killed seven of them you know which is it in the in the the 1942 sighting, it only got close to one of the one of the sheep, you know, but this one was able to fly closer and get seven of the sheep. So I'm not sure if the snake ate the sheep or took bites out of them, or if it just killed them, you know. But he saw the snake flying towards the sheep, you know, a flying snake. And this is two sightings. <clears throat> now, there was a, another sighting in the same area on another farm. If I remember correctly, this one was in 1978. Um, <clears throat> so... I don't think we have a have a pattern uh, as far as like the the years of the sightings and stuff like that. It just seems to be a random time when these these snakes come out and attack, you know. <laughs> so now this this sighting in 1978 was a little different. Because um, this was on a farm in the same area, the Karas area in Africa or Nambia, I guess. Uh, now, with with uh, with this sighting, the farmer uh, the farmer reported seeing a a white uh, UFO in the sky. So he goes. He he sees this white uh, UFO, kind of like a bright white circular UFO in the sky, and then he hears this giant kind of slamming sound. You know, coming from his uh, his property in like like in the field. You know, here's this giant like kind of a thud or just like a slam to the ground, you know, type of sound. So he goes outside and tries to look for what may, might have landed on his property or what the sound... He goes to, like, you know, kind of, like, investigate what the sound was or what, what the, you know, what's going on out there, you know. <laughs> so he goes out and... <clears throat> When he goes out there, he sees a a, a a giant flying snake 
go with wings flying through the air and it starts to eat um starts eating one of his cows and this is really what's weird was the snake the snake has a white light on its head beaming from its head you know like a flashlight on its head you know have you seen those like um wrap around flashlights that uh, people wear when they go and hike through caves and stuff they put a flashlight on their head have you seen that this is what it looked like but it wasn't a flashlight the the snake literally had a a light coming from its head and it was eating one of his cows but the thing was is that he saw the snake fly and this the snake had wings and it flew down and landed on one of his cows he saw this then he sees the snake start to eat one of his cows like starts taking bites out of it you know and there's nothing the cow can do you know it's a cow and the snake's sitting there eating this cow and the farmer's trying to get is running towards towards this trying to trying to stop it you know and this snake has a white light on its coming out of its head he said it was brown and yellow and it had like these giant green eyes you know and that's here's the here's the weird thing too is that the black substance was on the ground also and and he said the farmer said that he could smell uh tar t a r you know he could smell he could smell tar so maybe that black substance is a is some kind of uh tar maybe like a mixture of something you know i don't know what the the purpose would be to have that on the ground for the snake or you know what i mean what is it spraying it or what i don't i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean what would be the point of having this black tar like substance on the ground you know it's weird. I don't I don't know why the snake would need that, you know. But it's 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 something that every every farmer has reported seeing is this black tar-like substance. And this farmer said that it smelled like tar. The snake itself. So maybe the snake excretes this substance as it flies for some reason you know maybe it's excreting this tar like substance on the ground as some kind of defense mechanism or something you know cuz the farmer this farmer said as he got closer uh he could smell tar you know so who knows really why that that 
that tar-like substance is on the ground. I mean, it's weird, right? You know, it's just what the, what the hell? Why does it, the snake need that? You know, why even lay that stuff down? It's weird, you know, but every farmer, <clears throat> every farmer has, every farmer reported seeing this tar-like substance all over the ground, you know. <clears throat> it's kind of like, you know, this particular snake with the light on its head, you know, it's kind of like the Van Meter monster, if you, th if you think about it. You guys remember the Van Meter monster? That that creature that had wings in in the town of Van Meter and it it flew it it, it perched on top of the the buildings in that town and it flew around everywhere and kind of flew around and like bug like harassed people kind of <clears throat> but it had the van meter monster had a lot had a light on its head also but the van meter monster wasn't described as a snake it was described as kind of like a like a flying dinosaur you know um but it had a light on its head you know and eventually the town people were able to track the monster to a mine, an abandoned mine, and then the monster, or the Van Meter monster, came out of the mine, and it had a baby with it, <laughs> and then every, and then the whole the whole town opened fire and sh on the the Van Meter monster and the baby and tried to kill them both, and they they couldn't do it. I mean, they literally unloaded every bullet they had and couldn't. It didn't do anything to it. To either, to, it didn't do anything to either one of them. You know, and then uh, <clears throat> the Van Meter monster uh, flew away with its baby, and they never saw it again. You know, probably went and found another cave to live in. But the Van Meter monster was there for about a month or so. You know, flying around the town, you know, and this was early, I think it was in the 1920s, 19, 1910s in America, you know, and it would like sit, literally sit on top of the buildings in the town and people could see it, you know, they're like, there it is, you know, then nighttime it had a light on its head, you know, it literally projected light really weird you know but if you think about it i guess it really isn't that weird because if you think about um the creatures in the deep ocean that have have lights they have their own light you know so why not uh uh, uh a flying creature have its own light why can't it have a light too you know I guess that makes sense, you know. If it lives, if it lives in the dark in the mines, dark area, it would have a, a light on its head, right? Just like the animals do in the deep ocean. <clears throat> that makes sense, you know. 
Um, but this snake in Africa here, <clears throat> in the Congo, this snake with wings flew down and started eating his cow, you know, and this snake has a light coming from its head, just like, um, uh, just like the Van Meter monster does, you know? So, I, I mean, I, it makes sense, you know, that, that not, it's not just limited to the animal's or the creatures in the deep ocean, you know, it makes sense that other creatures would have their own light, you know, develop their own light. But yeah, the farmer said it had a light coming from its head. It was brown and yellow, had green, giant green eyes, and it smelled like tar, you know. So I think, I think maybe it's not a tar substance but it's it's similar and i think that the snakes excrete this substance as they fly you know for whatever reason you know just i don't know why <laughs> you know some reason i guess tar is kind of sticky right so maybe to trap trap uh, whatever creature is trying to trying to kill them you know I guess, maybe. <laughs> Something like that, right? And yeah, but this was in the same area, a farm in the same area, the Karas area in Nambia. And this guy literally said the snake had wings and it flew down and started eating his cow. You know, and he got there and the snake flew away, you know. So, I mean, it's crazy. These are flying snakes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a flying snake. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, if you see like a snake or a flying snake, you need you need to have a samurai sword to, you know, to slice it in half, you know. I mean, that's your best weapon against a snake, especially a flying snake. You know, I guess, or a shotgun, you know, <laughs> if a snake gets close enough, you can shoot it, you know, you know, but these, these are amazing stories, you know, and these all took place in the same area in Africa, you know, so, and these are all, all documented, all reported by the farmers, you know, reported these things uh, to the authorities you know, and it's just, it's just crazy stuff, it's, it's amazing, you know, um, it's really amazing how many creatures are still survived, and, you know, are still around, who, who knows where they really come from, maybe they come from alien planets, you know, maybe they've come here on asteroids, and things like that, and have been able, have found ways to survive, you know, you never know, so, check it out, check it out, the flying snakes in Africa, you know, it's pretty crazy stuff, <clears throat> it's amazing, but who knows, these snakes could have came here um, <clears throat> from, from uh, asteroids or comets, who knows, you know, how these things get here, who really knows, you know, it's really interesting, so... Anyway, I hope you guys like this podcast, and I'll try to get you 
more podcasts and pretty cool stories and stuff. And if you like this episode, uh, please share share this episode and like and subscribe. You know, and check out my Instagram. And uh, I think I have a Facebook too, so check that out, you know. All right, well, I hope you like this episode, guys, and I'll get some more going, and I hope you guys just hang in there. Remember, the Great Reset loses, and we are living in the past, and the future is amazing and awesome. So don't worry about the craziness that you hear in the news. Don't Just stop, the, stop watching the news. It's stupid, and it's evil, you know. All right, guys. All right. Take it easy.